Hariyum. So this chapter begins with Arjuna's question. He asks seven questions. The first six question about the nature or the various facets of that supreme reality. And the last question is about how one can attain that supreme or know that supreme even at the time of death. So Bhagwan replies, he talks about briefly, he indicates what is Brahma. That same Brahma is Adhyatma or Atma. Then that uh, Brahma, creative power of that Brahma, because of which it produces or creates or projects this world with all beings, is called Karma. And all the world with its changing nature is called Adibhut. And the one who controls this world, the Lord of the world, is called Adhidaiva. And one who is uh, performing this action as an individual, Adiyadnya, is called Adiyadnya, the Jiva. So all these are various expressions of that one supreme reality. Bhagwan says that at the time of death, one who remembers me, the supreme, and leaves this body, he attains me, he attains my nature. So, antakale cha mameva smaran muktva kalevaram Yaprayati samad bhavam yati nasti atrasamshayaha. There is no doubt about it because as we think, as our conviction, so we become. Even in this life itself, our uh, the way we move in life depends on our thoughts. As we think, so we become. As we think, we act, we feel. And ultimately we become also like that. So a person who lives this world having a particular type of thought, having a particular philosophy of life, having some conviction. So based on that will be determined the future life form. So this is the law. Now Bhagwan had said that those who think about me, they attain me. But what about others who don't think of God or don't remember God? What about them? So Bhagavan explains what happens to them in the next verse. Yam yam vapi smaran bhavam Tyajantyante kalevaram Tamtame vaiti kaunteya Sadatad bhava bhavitaha Yam yam vapismaran bhavam Tyajantyante kalevaram Tamtame vaiti kaunteya Sadatad bhava bhavitaha Haan, This is not only true about remembering God and attaining Him but whatever we remember, at the time of death, we attain that. So, yam yam va api smaran bhavam, whatever be our feeling, whatever be our thinking, at the time of death, constantly remembering it, being in tune with it, when one leaves this body, tejanti ante kalevaram, kalevaram is this body, 
one leaves this body, then tam tame, uh, tam tam eva eti kaunteya, one attains that and that alone. Whatever level of our uh, uh, evolution, we attain the body as per that only. This is the law. This is not something that somebody else is there who checks our record and gives the result. This is the, just the law of nature. That as per our thinking, because that is what our sukshma sharir is, the mind, the intellect, and also the karan sharir, the, all the impressions of our past. So based on that only one goes and attains the future life form. That future life form can be as a human being or can be like an animal, bird, or one can also attain the devata sharir. Whatever is, anything is possible. Hmm. Depending on our, on our samskar and conviction, what is the best form uh, suitable to express those, uh, we get that form. If we want to just, uh, our conviction is that I want to just indulge in pleasures and nothing higher in life, just how pure and just be happy, just uh, gain some pleasures of the senses, then once the body is dropped, then that particular body which is only equipped to give maximum pleasure is attained. No thinking faculty is required, no special other faculty is required. Optimum, that is what nature is, it, uh, it, it gives us what is best uh, for us, so that no wastage of energy, no wastage of uh, unnecessary, uh, those features are not there. Like many times we buy some new mobile and lot of features are there which we don't even know what they are, first of all. And even if we know, we don't know how to use them. And even if we know how to use them, we don't want them. What to do with those features? Hmm? But they are there. All various types of applications are there. You never use them. So uh, then the best is to get a, a equipment which is best suited for me. I just want to make uh, get call from others and make calls. Bus. Then get a simple equipment. Similarly, this is a very sophisticated equipment. A human body is the most sophisticated equipment designed for enlightenment. Special feature of this human body is that it is designed specially for enlightenment. That is its speciality. Other things we can do. Like for example, I have computer. I can use it for so many other things. Even those big computers and all I can keep, it can be used as a, uh, to keep my tea also. But it is designed for a particular purpose. Similarly, this human equipment is considered to be the best. In the Upanishads also say that even devtas, their body is also not suitable for enlightenment, but a human body is suitable. It has got some features. It is, we have both the, we have the experience of both joy as well as sorrow as a human being. We, we, we know the very depth of sorrow and we know the very height of joy. 
human body is uh, is equipped with so many fa- uh, facilities we have our mind we have our intellect intellect has got the capacity to discriminate to understand what is real and what is unreal and the most interesting feature we have the unique capacity to shift our attention to ourselves and ask this question who am i no other animal asks this question you check dog cat rat mat mat is not an animal i think but uh, any animal they don't ask uh, who am i and all a dog will who is this fellow who is trying to uh, come into my house so he doesn't ask who am i in fact some uh, dog specialist and all they they they, they say that uh, uh, dog at home he thinks that i am the boss and all others are my subordinates like that is their psychology that i am the these are my pack and i am the leader of the pack but they don't ask the question who am i they don't ask the question who is god they don't ask the question what is the meaning of life what is bondage what is freedom how can i be free from all limitation what is the very essence of my being that is not asked by other animals human being have got the capacity to ask and to find the answer to experience the answer and this is this is true not only now but from time immemorial gautam buddha asked this question who am i what is the meaning of life what is sorrow why there is sorrow how one can eliminate that sorrow and he found the answer mahavir he found the answer so many great mahatmas of the past and the present they seek the to know the truth and they find it so this is a special feature of a human body if it is used just as in our body also what uh, limbs we don't use they slowly get disintegrated you stop using a particular limb it slowly becomes weak and gets disintegrated it is true to all the features that we don't use the faculty given to us to gain that state of enlightenment it is slowly disintegrate or it is taken away uh, in our next birth we are given the equipment which is best suited for us simple incoming and outgoing calls we can make food coming in and food going out that much only is required then that type of body is given simple garbage in garbage out body but if we utilize this then we are we get that body it is not that again i am saying that not that some bhagwan or some person is sitting there checking our list no it's a natural law these are all natural law like laws of physics they are just natural if you add two chemicals they react in a particular way not that somebody goes there and tells them oh, you react in this way or that way it is the nature of those chemicals to react in that way similarly it's a natural law that whatever we think whatever we are convinced about that type of life we get in future therefore bhagwan says yam yam va api smaran bhavam whatever be our bhav whatever be our 
whatever uh, thoughts or conviction we are smaran, smaran means remembering. See, the thing about remembrance is that what I have experienced before, that only I can remember. I cannot remember what is not experienced. I cannot remember your childhood. If you say, please remember my childhood, how can I remember your childhood? I can remember my childhood. I can remember what I have experienced. I can remember my dream. I can remember my deep sleep state. Because I have experienced them. The one who experiences alone can remember. Now here it is said in the previous verse, one who remembers God and leaves the body. That means one has experienced or one has understood. One cannot remember God suddenly just like that. One has to constantly contemplate and try to experience the presence of God when we are alive. And that experience of the presence of God should be maintained at all times. Because that is what is called remembrance. That as the experience is, same when we bring it again in the present, that is called memory. And sometimes that memory becomes so powerful, people start crying again, or they start laughing again when that memory comes, or that fear is created again. Suppose you had experienced some very uh, frightening experience, and you tell that story, again you get scared and all. If there is a joyous experience you remember, then you again feel very happy about it. Yes. And one who remembers the sad incident of life, Again, they become sad. There are some people who keep telling sad stories and they keep crying also. Now they are very happy. They have a hot cup of coffee in their hand, nicely sitting in their room. Then some neighbor comes. They ask, so how that thing happened 20 years ago? Please tell. So she tells or he tells. And while telling, tells in such minute detail, that again he starts experiencing it. Tears start rolling down. And it falls into the coffee cup also. And the whole scene is this. And the grandchild comes and wonders, what happened? Daddy, what happened? Why are you crying? Everything is fine. But we remember. So that memory is of most fascinating thing which we have. I think animals also might be having, I don't know, I don't remember. But but, uh, human being, we have this wonderful thing called memory. And we generally make wrong use of it. Keep on thinking of something, remembering something which is useless only. Bhagavan says, you remember me. And to remember God, we have to first listen We have to hear about God. We have to contemplate about God. We have to feel His presence. We have to experience Him in whatever way. Then that experience we have to remember. Remember, it doesn't mean that just vaguely some 
and many times people remember god remembering means they they have some image like photograph and all and that they remember photograph is not god you have to remember god not his photograph hmm <laughs> like suppose your mother is remembering the son she might take the help of the photograph but she remembers him not the photograph see understand this she shows the picture oh this is when we had gone to the picnic this is when he fell down and then he broke his teeth this is when his father fell down and broke his teeth this is me collecting all the teeth <laughs> so like that she remembers the incident not the <laughs> not the photograph <laughs> Anyway, all funny things. So this is um, huh, memory. We can take help of photographs to help us to recall our memory. Photograph, image, name of God is taken as a help, as an aid to recall memory. We need certain certain things which. which suddenly brings that memory you see a flower and you remember something you get a fragrance and you suddenly you remember certain things so those are the aids which help us to bring that memory back in the present moment so memory is the same experience which we had in the past coming again exactly as it is in the present moment that is called memory so bhagwan says whatever memory you have or whatever you bring to your attention whatever conviction you have at the time of death if not about that supreme lord but whatever other feelings and convictions you might have while dying you are you attain that you go to that bhava only tam tame vaiti kaunteya सदा तदभाव भावित बिकॉज कॉन्स्टंटली यू आर मेडिटेटिंग ऑन दैट ओनली सो एट द टाइम ऑफ डेथ द डीपेस्ट अवर कन्विक्शंस द डीपेस्ट इम्प्रेशंस दे सर्फेस एंड वन लिव्स दिस वर्ल्ड विद दैट डीपेस्ट इम्प्रेशंस एट द एट द मोमेंट ऑफ डेथ सर्टन सुपरफिशियल थॉट्स और फीलिंग्स माइट कम but when we live we live with the deepest impressions which are there which are very strong there is a very interesting story in ramayana about about uh, sati lord shiva and sati so sati uh, she uh, she goes to her father's place daksha prajapati and there she find that her uh, lord shiva was insulted they had not offered proper things to him and she felt very bad long story is there i am just briefly telling you and she curses her own father and she she says that i don't want even this body which is associated with you who has insulted my husband i want to drop this body here and now she invokes the yoga agni 
the fire of yoga means there is fire in our body. She doesn't need any external fire. She just uh, uh, activates that fire only to burn her body. But before that, she brings to her mind not anger for her uh, this father, not any other thought. But she brings to her mind. She says that may I be born again as a as a female, and may I again attain Lord Shiva. That thought she brings from conviction, and she burns the body, and she is born as Parvati. And right from childhood, she had the fascination for Lord Shiva. She performs special tapas. Shiva had decided not to marry. He said, "One marriage is enough." Again and again, I don't want to marry. So Shiva had decided not to marry. So he was just sitting and meditating whole day. But Parvati, she took a vow that I will marry Lord Shiva only, and she did vigorous tapas, so strong that Lord Shiva had to change his mind. and get married to her so this is the power of our thought power of our conviction is very powerful actually the whole world runs by thoughts only even hands run by thoughts actually without hands uh, without thoughts hands also can't move you have come here by the power of thoughts not by the power of the body the whole whatever be the weight of your body i don't know the whole body gets up and moves why by the power of thoughts i decide to move and the body moves body is just matter so this uh, thoughts and in the, all those thoughts our feelings and in uh, again in all thoughts our convictions are very strong convictions or they can change transform the person instantly if my conviction changes i change many times people meet with some accident or they get into some very uh, strange experiences and all and that experience lead to their change in conviction they suddenly get convinced about certain fundamental truth about life and they are different people altogether i have met one person who met with an accident near death experience almost he had he almost died but then again he revived and all and that experience totally transformed him he was different before and became totally a transformed person why because that experience changed his convictions about life there are many people who 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 have some very uh, what you call fatal disease or something and that whole thinking process changes their understanding of life and that god life everything changes and they become totally different so conviction is very important conviction is like the seed and based on the conviction our thoughts and feelings and all arises superficially trying to change our thoughts and change our feeling retaining the conviction may not help much if i am convinced you are buddhu however much i try to 
समटाइम्स द पेरेंट्स एक्चुअली देखिए आशीर्वाद टू द चिल्ड्रन हाँ आप अच्छी तरह से एग्जाम दे दोगे सब कुछ ठीक हो जाएगा इन साइड दैट फादर इज फीलिंग दिस फेलो इज बुद्धू ओनली ही हैज नॉट स्टडीड प्रॉपरली ही इज लाइक मी आई डोंट थिंक ही विल पास बट आउटवर्डली इज इज हाँ आशीर्वाद मेरा है आपके साथ है बट इज कन्विक्शन इज समथिंग एल्स इवन इन आर्ग्यूमेंट्स एंड ऑल Even if it is proved to you that you are wrong, but if you are convinced about your your wrong notions and all, you will not accept that argument. Conviction plays a very important role. So we remember at the time of death our convictions, our strong philosophies, our uh, deepest uh, uh, what we call. desires and all and when we die with that bhagwan says one attains that tam tama eva eti kaunteya he kaunteya you are born also to kunti that is also by what you call this type of uh, uh, grace only by because of this type of thinking so sada tad bhava bhavitaha because constantly when one thinks about a particular thing we are we 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 tend to move towards it we go towards it so thoughts are very important one should be very careful about thoughts thoughts uh, actually they keep getting influenced by the world around us they keep getting influenced by the various experiences we get in life they get influenced by everything whatever we read we hear we speak we we see everything influences our thoughts and they keep uh, keep uh, what you call modifying changing and all and they affect our uh, deeper convictions also so the idea about all of you coming here for satsang and all to strengthen our positive convictions satsang plays a very important role in strengthening our positive sublime convictions even though we might say oh i yes i believe and all but that my conviction may not be strong but when we continuously do satsang then our positive convictions become more and more strong and firm then we will not be shaken away from our path so tam tamai vaiti kaunteya sada tad bhava bhavitah so if one thinks of god one attains him and if one thinks of something else then one attains that that is the law of nature therefore what we should do if we want to attain the supreme what should we do throughout our life what we should do bhagwan says a very important verse verse number 7 tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmarayudhyacha mayar pitamano buddhihi मामे वैश्यस्य संशयः 
तस्मासु कालेशु मनुस्मरयुध्यच मय्यर्तमनो बुद्धि मे वैश्य संशय हाँ भगवान से देर फोर बिकॉज ऑफ ऑल दिस रीजन एज वी थिंक सो वी बिकम एज अवर कन्विक्शन सो अवर फ्यूचर सो तस्मात् देर फोर हे अर्जुन सर्वेशु कालेशु माम अनुस्मर दैट एट ऑल टाइम यू रिमेंबर मी यू कंटिन्यूअसली रिमेंबर मी एट ऑल टाइम्स बिकॉज फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वेन डेथ विल कम वी डोंट नो एंड वेन वी कंटिन्यूअसली रिमेंबर अवर कन्विक्शन बिकम्स स्ट्रॉगर एंड स्ट्रॉगर देन इवन इफ वी इन वॉट एवर वे वन डाइज वन एटेन्स दैट सुप्रीम डजंट मैटर सो सर्वेशु कालेशु एट ऑल टाइम्स मॉर्निंग इवनिंग नाइट एट ऑल टाइम्स माम अनुस्मर यू रिमेंबर मी कंटिन्यूअसली अनुस्मरम अनु मीन्स आफ्टरवर्ड्स अनु मीन्स एज यू हैव हर्ड अबाउट मी फ्रॉम योर टीचर एज यू हैव अंडरस्टूड माई नेचर थ्रू योर कंटेम्पलेशन एज यू हैव एक्सपीरियंस मी इन योर लाइफ दैट अकॉर्डिंग टू दैट आई मीन दैट यू रिमेंबर कॉन्स्टंटली सर्वेशु कालेशु माम अनुस्मर कॉन्स्टंटली रिमेंबर मी ऑल द टाइम बट वॉट अबाउट माई वर्क शुड आई जस्ट लिव एवरीथिंग एंड कीप रिमेंबरिंग यू सिज नो एंड युद्ध च एंड फाइट फाइट इज टेलिंग अर्जुन एवरी वन विल थिंक दैट इट इज मैंड फॉर अस सो अर्जुन दैट कर्तव्य कर्म यर नाउ एट दिस मोमेंट वॉज टू फाइट दिस वॉर and again during war what at what moment death may come we don't know it is uh, it is uh, quite a tricky thing hmm? uh, stray bullet stray what you call the uh, uh, arrow may come and hit so one is constantly at the edge like of life and death so bhagwan says you remember me and fight now very interesting this memory and our action can go together remembering god doesn't mean that we have to keep chanting or doing something but we have to keep that bhav of bhagwan's presence and whatever convictions we have that should be kept in the deeper recess of our own being see one one is that we remember very consciously and the thoughts come in our conscious mind but when our memory remembrance become deeper it it continues to happen at the subconscious level also and it goes at a deeper level for example uh, that we are human being that i am a man or i am a woman that is also a memory 
which is constantly there. You don't have to keep chanting, hopefully, that I am a man or I am a woman or I am so and so. We don't have to. But if suppose suddenly somebody asks you, you immediately you tell because it is there. It is there in your memory. Not as thoughts, but it is, as an impression it is there. And it is constantly available. Hmm. In the same way, the presence of God and deep my understanding of God and my deepest conviction about my relationship with God and various other factors should be kept in my memory all the time while I perform my duties. The hundred percent all my attention need not be there in in what I am doing, in the sense uh, uh, this uh, memory of God will also help me to perform my actions in a better way. Because what action I am performing, that is also if it is done with that attitude that I am offering it to God, then even while performing action, my uh, attention will be on God only. Therefore, that karma yoga attitude helps me to remember God all the time. Because for whom you are performing action, his or her uh, thoughts or memory is constantly there in our mind. Like a mother is uh, doing something for the child, the child is sleeping, uh, sleeping the child is uh, uh, crying, or child is whatever, the mother's attention is all the time on that little child. When the child grows, slowly the attention gets withdrawn. But otherwise, the newly born baby, constantly the mother is tuned to that baby. Father is not so much tuned. That fellow doesn't even know she's, the baby is crying. He thinks neighbor's baby is crying. Patani padosi ke bachche itne rote kiyo hai. His own child is crying. But the mother is is intensely tuned. She is, it appears as though she is fast asleep. The baby moves little bit and she is awake. Just checks, yes. Then again she sleeps. So her mind is on the baby all the time. It might appear that she is going to the market, doing some other thing, this, that and all. Her mind is on the baby. A very interesting, good example. Another example is about those ladies who carry um, um, matkas on their head. Two, three matkas sometimes they carry of water and all. And they, uh, they don't even hold their hand on that and they just walk here and there. And they talk, they giggle, they talk with others and all. But all the time their attention is on that matka. Without that attention, even if for a second, if the attention goes, the matkas will fall down. So all the time, the atten- but it might not appear like that. A person who is driving, expert driver, and all the time the attention is there. He might appear, it might appear that he is getting distracted, this, that, and all. But attention is there. Similarly, Bhagwan says, you do your work, but keep attention on me. That is the most 
important lesson which we have to learn while performing action. That action can be performed, but attention should be kept on the Lord. As I said, not on the photograph of Bhagwan, not on the on the murti of Bhagwan, but on Bhagwan. Attention on Bhagwan, not on his image, not on some stone or something, not on some place or something, but on the Lord Himself. He is not a stone. He is not a photograph. He is much more, much beyond. So one has to constantly, Mam Anusmara Yudhyacha. Then what will happen? Says, Mayar Pitamano Buddhihi. Your mind and your buddhi, both of them will, will uh, reside in me only. Mind, feelings, buddhi, your thinking, your understanding, both of them will come and reside in me. And once your mind and intellect resides in me, get tuned to me, then Mam Eva Eshyasi, you will attain me. Na Asamshayaha, there is no doubt about this. In the twelfth chapter also Bhagavan will then tell us that uh, about bhakti he says Mayeva Mana Adhatsva Mai Buddhim Niveshaya Nivashishyasi Mayeva Atha Urdhvam Nasamshayaha that you place your mind in me, you place your intellect in me then you will attain me. There is no doubt about it. Bhagwan yet gives us the technique that constantly you remember me, your feelings and your thoughts, means your mind and your intellect, both of them will reside in me. They will abide in me. So, mai arpita mano buddhihi maam eva aishyasi Therefore, great Mahatmas uh, have given this practical and a very simple path to people of Smaran, Ishwar Smaran, hmm, Simaran, Simaran Karlo, Ishwar Smaran. Hmm. You remember God and for that you can take help of his name. Name becomes the simplest uh, carryable, like portable thing which you can carry anywhere. Aid to remember God. Hmm. It's a help to remember God. Because it's very nice. We can just, we can utter it and remember. We can think about it and remember. So, mayar pitamano buddhihi maam eva aishyasi asamshayaha. There is no doubt about it. Many, many great Mahatmas, they have attained that supreme state of realization by constantly remembering God. And that itself, this remembrance itself is called, becomes like meditation. This remembrance, with remembrance when you perform your action, it is called karma yoga. With that remembrance, when you offer your feelings and the, your your love, that is bhakti, with remembrance you contemplate on the nature of God, that is jnana marga, and that remembrance itself, then you get absorbed into it as dhyana, and one attains the realization of God by this path of 
remembrance, memory. Memory is very important. Hmm. And it is not that too many things. So, uh, many people say, oh, I have, I have very weak memory, you know, I can't remember things. That is also not true. Sometimes they remember some things with so much details like, which should not be remembered, those things also they remember. Hmm. Some people have very bad memory, but some people have very good memory also. One person had a very good memory. So somebody asked him that, okay, you have such good memory. Tell me, what did you have for uh, breakfast 10 years ago on September 13th? So he said, I had eggs. Very good. And he used to have different uh, breakfast. Huh? So he met him after 20 years. He said, uh, he uh, just met him and he asked, how? He said, scrambled. Such fine memory people have. People remember so many details about their past. And as one grows old, they start remembering details about the childhood or some certain... But whether they are had breakfast today, they might not remember. But childhood breakfast, they will remember in total detail. It doesn't matter, even our memory is bad, it doesn't matter, we have to just remember one only. We might have bad memory in remembering ten different things. If I ask you certain question about what we have studied and all, you might not remember everything. But here we have to remember only one. Ikonkar Satnam. We have to remember only one, that is God, that supreme reality. Hmm. So, one will attain him, attain that state of realization, there is no doubt about it. Further, Bhagwan now tells us how we can go about remembering and all more details he tells. Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Chetasananya Gamina Paramam Purusham Devyam Yati Parthanu Chintayan Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Bhagavan says, with a single pointed mind, one first he said that you can remember me while performing your actions. But one should also find some time wherein we just focus our attention only on remembering. 100% attention only on thinking and remembering God. So, Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Chetasana Anyagamina Paramam Purusham Divyam Yati Partha Anuchintayan He Partha He Arjuna Chetasa Anuchintayan With your mind, when you constantly think, think about me, think 
of me. And what type of mind? Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena. Mind which is endowed with the quality of Abhyas. Abhyas means practice. Constant practice, repeating is called Abhyas. First we just repeat something mechanically. Then we repeat with deeper feelings. One is repeating, like even when we say repeating Bhagwan's name, one is repeating just mechanically, then with repeating with more bhav into it. Again, it is sometimes repeating just some words and all, but then we have to repeat the feelings, we have to repeat the experiences by the technique of memory. By recalling, we repeat. Recall the good memories. Uh, therefore, in, uh, in Isha Vasya Upanishad also, the beautiful mantra is there where the, uh, the seeker prays at the time of death that may I remember, may I remember all that good experiences and good thoughts and good understanding I had in my life, may I remember them again and again. So before death, when all these are brought again, to our uh, memory, then it helps for our future uh, journey. So, Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Chetasa, Chetas, mind which is endowed with the power of practice. See, mind has to be trained in, 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 in practicing or repeating Bhagwan's uh, nature, form, name and all. It should be trained. Then it becomes equipped with that power of abhyas. Like people, like in sports or in any other, uh, like in music or in some other art, you have to do abhyas again and again and again. Every day. Every day they have to do that riyas, abhyas. And when that abhyas is done, then even without uh, effort, one can remember them. We used to chant, actually when we went to the ashram, every day we used to chant the 15th chapter, and we used to chant Purusha Suktam, Narayana Suktam, Medha Suktam, and the Durga Suktam, Taitri Upanishad, Vishnu Sahasana, so many things we used to chant. So, Every day when one chants, then just uh, you just sit there, relax, and uh, automatic the things start coming out. It's very strange. How it comes, we don't know. Just you, just it keeps on coming. It keeps on coming. Sometimes the mantras come, and you wonder, what is this mantra I am chanting? You forget which mantra you are chanting. But the mantras come. Exactly. <laughs> it's called abhyas. So similarly, when one does the abhyas of remembering God, thinking about God, then even when we are unconscious or distracted or this, it will come automatically. It is tuned. It is locked. Like those uh, rockets and all, or those uh, missiles. Hmm. Those missiles can be locked to their target. 
then wherever the target moves, that missile also goes after them. They chase them. Like in our Puranas also the story of this missile of uh, Bhagwan sends his Sudarshan Chakra behind uh, Durvasa Rushi and it keeps on chasing him. Wherever he goes, it goes behind him. For detailed story and all, you refer to Bhagwat. But it chases like a missile tracking the target. Like that, when we have done Abhyas, then our thoughts keep on following God wherever he is. Our thoughts constantly is about him only. So, Abhyasa Yoga Yuktena Na Anyagamina Chetasa And the mind which is not going anywhere else means single-pointed, focused attention. With that focused attention, one who thinks, Anuchintayan, one who does constant thinking and meditating, then what on God, on that Supreme, then what will happen? Paramam Purusham Divyam Yati. He attains that Param Purusha, Divya Purusha. He attains that. That is the simple uh, uh, theory or simple uh, psychology behind our spiritual sadhana. That as we think, so we become. We think of God, we become God. Because we are God. So, Paramam, that Supreme, Purusham, that person, Supreme Person, Divyam, who is divine, one attains through this Anuchintan. Again, that word Anu is there. Anu means after gaining proper understanding of the Supreme Truth from the scriptures. Shastra, Acharya, Upadesham, Anudhyayan. Based on the teaching of the scripture, learned from the teacher, we should do Anuchintan. Not our own idea about God. See, many times people say, oh, I constantly think about God. Which God you are thinking? No, this God with long beard and all, with a danda in his hand. That God, I constantly think about it. Then you are thinking of wrong God. You might go to the wrong place. With that God which you were thinking about sitting there with a danda in his hand. So, we should think of God, but not on our idea about God. God is a word which is commonly used by everyone. Those who believe, those who don't believe, everyone has got used that word. And everyone has got their own, might have their own idea about what is God. Some have the feeling that God is at a particular place. Whenever they think of God, they think of some place only. God Some people might have feeling that God is in a particular uh, image and all. Or in particular time. So that is not a real understanding of God. God is someone must much vaster and bigger and we have seen the six aspects of God. To help us to do Anuchintan on that supreme reality, in the following verse, Bhagwan gives some pointers. The, what do you call, proper, authentic pointers pointing toward the supreme reality. 
very important verse, ninth verse. Kavim Purana Manushasitaram Anoraniyan Samanusmaredyaha Sarvasya Dhataram Achintyarupam Aditya Varnam Tamasapparastat Kavim Purana Manushasitaram Anoraniyan Samanusmaredyaha Sarvasya Dhataram Achintyarupam Aditya Varnam Tamasapparastad We have to think of God to help us. These are eight pointers given here. Anusmaredya Anusmaredyaha He who, whoever that person may be, one who constantly remembers God how? Who? What is his nature? He is Kavim. He is Kavi. Kavim, Puranam, Anushasitaram, Anoraniyan, Sarvasyadhataram, Achintyarupam, Adityavarnam, and Tamasapparastat. These are the eight beautiful pointers given for us to contemplate, to think, and then constantly remember. See, when, when we, when we want to, when we talk about any object, we want to know its nature. Then only we will be able to think about it. Suppose I give some name and you don't know what it means, you won't be able to think. Some strange name is given and you don't know who is that. Some person, let us say, I tell you that you think about uh, some person, Mr. X. Hmm. Now, who is this Mr. X? I don't know. How does he look? I don't know. Where does he stay? I don't know. But please think about him, constantly meditate on him. Similarly, think about God. Who is God? I don't know. How does he look? I don't know. But constantly remember God. So we won't be able to remember unless we have some pointers. So here are the pointers. First is Kavim. Kavim means intelligent. Supremely intelligent. Means Sarvadnyam. Kranta Darshanam Sarvadnyam. Knower of Everything is called Kavi. God is knower of everything. He is, he is uh, omni, omniscient, all-knowing. All-knowing means he is that pure consciousness which is there behind every thought and every understanding. Without that consciousness, no thought and no experience can be understood or experienced. Therefore, God is indicated here as Sarvadnya. Wherever 
whoever knows anything is known by God. He is Sarvadnya. Because I, he God, is there in each one of us as that I. If I know something, God knows. He is in me as the consciousness illumining my thoughts. He illumines my feelings. He illumines my understanding. He is there behind every action of mine. He is there behind every experience of mine. As that pure, even when I am asleep, God is there experiencing that sleep. Not only of one being, but all beings. Not only of beings, but he is knower of everything. Being all, he knows all. He is all. Being all, he knows all. Therefore, the term Kavi, Kavi we generally translated poet and all. But here it's not poet, but Sarvadnya, all-knowing. So, Kavim. So, meditate and think about God as Kavi, knower of everything. Need not imagine one person knowing everything, but he is that pure consciousness who is a knower of all that is. Kavim. Puranam. Puranam means is very ancient, but still is constantly new. Pura api navam means ageless or eternal. Puranam means eternal. Chirantanam. Though very ancient, but still always new. Even before the world was uh, created, God was there. And when all the world get dissolved, God will be there. He is before everyone and will remain after everything is dissolved. So, Puranam, unchanging, unaffected by time, Puranam, that is the name or the indicator of God. Puranam, that word itself is not God. But that word indicates, when we contemplate on the meaning of this word, we are contemplating on God only. Hmm. So when we take up this word and constantly think about the meaning of that word, we are thinking of God. So Puranam, Anushasitaram, he is also, Anushasitaram is, Controller, Supreme Controller, Sarvasya Jagataha Prashasitaram, Controller of the entire world. Controller because he is everything and he is behind every action and, and every thought. So he is also called the inner controller. That supreme reality is the inner controller. He expresses, he alone expresses as the various laws of nature. And nobody can break these laws. So as the law and as the law giver, he controls the entire world. Even there are laws of karmas, laws of nature. Through this, Bhagwan alone controls 
and rules the entire world. So Anushasitaram, one has to think about God as Anushasitaram, but not as a as a some tyrant or as a bad uh, master or something, but he is also very compassionate. One should contemplate on God as con- compassionate. So Anushasitaram. But why is, uh, many times we see that in the world, those who are controllers and all, they are seen around like, eh? at the, in the, in the world also, something riots or something take place, immediately you will see a battalion of police or someone coming and controlling the crowd, controlling the situation. Traffic police and all, they control the confusion on the, on the road. One person was interviewed for this traffic police job. So he was asked that, suppose you are a traffic police and you are, and there is a big chaos on the road and people are getting agitated and you are the only one. How will you manage the situation? What will, what steps you will take? He thought for some time and he said, I will remove my uniform and mingle with the crowd. It's the safest step to take, he said. So, controllers are there who can be seen around here and there. But God is not that type of controller. He is not seen. He is anor, anoho, aniyam. Smaller than the atom. Atom is considered the smallest, finest thing. But God is subtler and smaller even than atom. We can't bring him in a test tube and see him cannot be seen through any any of the equipments even electron microscope if you have we can't see god he is he is not seen in the atoms he is finer than the atoms subtler than our even senses who are aware of these atoms he is subtler than even the mind who is aware of the senses he is subtler than the mind, uh, buddhi, which is aware of the mind. He is subtler than our avyakta, the unmanifest impressions, which are the source of our buddhi and our, our mind. Bhagwan is subtler than this avyakta also. So, anohu aniyan, one contemplates things of God as anohu aniyan. Sam anusmared yaha, samyak anusmared. Very well, one should constantly think, uh, remember. He is also sarvasya dhataram. He is the uh, nourisher of everyone, all beings. Sarvasya dhataram. Dhata means a nourisher. All beings are nourished and sustained by God. Uh, with, uh, what you call, uh, prarabdham pushyate vapuhu, our own prarabdha, our own karmas, hmm, they are there to sustain, to take care of our body and all, and that is supplied and that is blessed by God only. God is one, that supreme reality, is one who is sustaining 
all beings of this world. It's like you have some computer games and all. All those little tiny little creatures, they come and fight and all and jump from one level to another and all those things. They are all sustained by that whole program and that whole program is sustained by the electricity. If the electricity fails, if the battery goes down, all those people, they just stop there itself. So, they are sustained by the program, but the program itself is sustained by the electricity only. So, God is like that supreme power who sustains and nourishes everyone. My life, my every thought, everything is nourished and taken care of the supreme reality. He is supreme. Actually, many times we don't don't acknowledge or don't give proper um, uh, what you call thought to this uh, fact that God is supreme, powerful, and all-knowing. Even so-called people who will go do namaskar to God, ask for something, they will ask and they will say things in such a way that thinking that God doesn't know. And he is not very powerful also. Bhagavan, ye karlo, ye kaam karlo, ho sake to karlo, ne to. What can I do? You try. <laughs> so we have doubt about his power. And we have doubt about his, his wisdom also. Bhagavan, ye aise karlo, aise mat karo, you do this in this way. That is better. So we think that I, we know better than the Lord. So Sarvasya Dhataram, he is the nourisher of all beings. Okay, okay, let me think then how exactly is. He says Achintya Rupam. He is, he is what you call, uh, cannot be grasped with our thoughts. He is beyond comprehension. He cannot be comprehended with our intellect. Intellect has got its own weakness that it cannot comprehend God. It can get a little inkling or get a little idea about the, about the vastness and the grand, greatness of God, but it cannot comprehend it completely. It is the weakness. It's like a, like space. Space is so vast and all, and with my hand, if I try to catch that space, it's not possible. Suppose you want to show how, many times we do little children also, how big was that? Oh, how big was the mountain you went to the Himalayas? How big? Oh, so big, so big. Not that their hands are capable of measuring the mountain, but they try the level best. And when they do like that, we also understand, yeah, must be real big. So similarly, the buddhi is like this, uh, our arms and God is much vaster than even mountains. So it cannot comprehend, it cannot hold it. Because for buddhi to understand things, it requires words. And words have their definitions. And definition means limitation, they are limited. So with limited words, with limited ideas and all, we cannot comprehend that unlimited 
ఇన్ఫినిట్ సుప్రీం రియాలిటీ అచింత్య రూపం బట్ దట్ అచింత్య రూప్ క్యాన్ బీ అండర్స్టూడ్ ఇన్ ద సెన్స్ ద ఇంటెలెక్ట్ కెన్ అండర్స్టాండ్ దట్ హీ ఇస్ అచింత్య రూప్ బట్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ కాంప్రిహెండ్ గాడ్ ఇన్ హిస్ టోటాలిటీ సో అచింత్య రూపం oh he is achintya roopam cannot be comprehended that means cannot be known he says no he is aditya varnam of the nature of light like sun of the nature of light means of the nature of knowledge of the nature of consciousness to know god we don't require our mind we don't require the intellect we don't require the senses we god is known by god only in the sense one transcends this mind intellect senses and come to know god as oneself like a dreamer that suppose you are dreaming many times one dreams during pravachan also hmm so suppose you are dreaming and you are in a nice garden sitting there looking at the flowers a rose garden all dream ha huh? mallies are there and you are trying to i and uh, a flower then suppose another person comes suppose i enter your dream and i say oh my dear person you are dreaming this is only a dream you are really you are actually you are sitting in the pravachan where in chinmay mission where in the auditorium which row i won't tell but you are sitting <laughs> you are sitting there so that person who is sitting in the rose garden will not be able to comprehend this at all suppose i know that that is the fact you are sitting in this room in this hall but you are experiencing that you are in the garden so that person who is in the garden with his eyes with his mind with his intellect will not be able to comprehend completely the fact that he is in this room but that doesn't mean he cannot experience he has to be little shaken up so when he is shaken he wakes up that same person who was experiencing that i am in the garden experiences that i am here and now in this hall so i am in the hall is experienced by i only but not the i who was sitting in the garden but that one who was sitting in the garden was not different from this i who is sitting here bapre to complex ha huh? let me go and sit in the garden <laughs> so the eye of the garden cannot see this eye who is sitting in the hall but when that eye get dissolved the same eye as though transforms and comes to know that i am here sitting in this hall similarly the eye the jiva the eye the ego get dissolved and in his place in its place i the god arises and comes to know that i am god i am brahma 
And I myself was thinking that I am a jiva. See, very interesting. Now, we are told that I am Brahma. Once we realize Brahma, we will understand that, oh, I am Brahma, but I was thinking that I was a jiva. A realized master comes to know that I was, by mistake, thinking that I am a limited being. Now I know that I am that Brahma. Once upon a time, I was thinking that I was limited, but now I know I am Brahma. But when he was thinking that he was limited, he is told that you are Brahma and it becomes difficult to comprehend. So, achintya rupam, but aditya varnam, God is of the nature of aditya, sun, means bright and brilliant, having its own light. The mind, I mean, is like the moon, which requires the light of the sun to get illumined. But the sun doesn't require any other light. The sun is not illumined by the light of the moon. The sun is illumined by its own light. Similarly, I come to know myself by myself only. No need for any other object. No need for any other instrument. So, therefore, it is called Aditya Varnam. But one should not imagine that it is like the sun. Sun has got its own limitation. Sun illumines everything, but sun cannot illumine darkness. In the sense, sun doesn't know what is darkness. But this consciousness can illumine not only light, but it can illumine darkness also. Consciousness not only can illumine knowledge, but it can illumine ignorance also. We not only know what we know, we also know what we don't know. We not only know our knowledge, but we are aware of our ignorance also. That awareness illumines both knowledge as well as ignorance. It is beyond all darkness. Tamasap parastat. Aditya varnam tamasaha. Tamasa means darkness. Parastat. It is beyond all darkness. That is my nature. That is the nature of God. And one has to contemplate on all these eight uh, pointers, understand them, uh, feel, uh, feel them, see feeling, understanding, and understanding associated with feeling. Huh? Both should go to mind and intellect should go together. We should feel what we have understood and we should understand what we are feeling. When they are separated, that can be hallucination. Hmm. Many people hallucinate because they feel something which they don't understand and they understand something which they don't feel. So, based on the scriptures, we should contemplate and feel and understand what is being said. And constantly when we remember this, one will attain that supreme state of realization. Our Pujya Gurudev, in his commentary, he gives lot of importance to this verse, verse number 9 and verse number 10, the following verse. So much so that he says that if these two verses 
remain and even if all the other verses get destroyed the essence of our hinduism the essence of our philosophy will be retained so this ninth verse gives us indicators of that supreme and the tenth verse gives us the technique of how we can remember and go into that state of samadhi or nirvikalpa samadhi and how we can attain that state of realization so that verse we will take up tomorrow Om Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om